Hallelujah. Welcome to the wonderful Sunday morning again. I thank God for your life. Thank God for your family. We bless God because it's a beautiful Sunday morning. God bless you as you listen to this message. Press in His presence, part two. Part two. Father, bless every heart, bless every soul that listens to this message. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you have heard. In Jesus' name, amen. In Psalm 27, verse 4, Psalm 27, verse 4 to 6, the Bible says, One thing have I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, shall he hide me. I prophesied somebody, God will hide you in the name of Jesus. He shall set me up upon a rock and now shall and now shall my head be lifted upon above my enemy round about me therefore will I offer in the tabernacle sacrifices of joy and sing yea I will sing praises unto the Lord the Bible says in Psalm 16 verse 11 the Bible says in his present there is fullness of joy and at the right hand there are pleasures forevermore listen to me carefully press in in his presence part 2 the greatest secret to the top is to connect, give priority, and maintain God's presence. People who toy with their relationship with God never go up. And if they manage to go up, they never stay up. Why? Because you may lose everything in life, but not the presence of God. You can lose money, you can lose business, you can lose connection, you can lose contract, you can lose relationship, you can lose members in church as a pastor, you can lose opportunities, you can lose accommodation, you can lose that admission, but listen to me, you must never lose the presence of God, because why? There are suggested presence and there are confirmed presence of God, suggested presence of man and confirmed presence of God, every suggested presence of man never lead anywhere, I told you the suggested presence of man leads to it leads to pressure. It leads to patop. It leads to press conference. You go to suggested presence and they will turn your matter to become a press conference. When you focus and look up to suggested presence of man, you will eventually lose the confirmed presence of God. Don't ever stay around people who are too suggestive. Don't stay around people who stay around suggest who who, who, are, who who have conjured themselves around suggested presence, who have disconnected from God's presence. Why? Because when you do that, you eventually begin to listen to man more than listen to God. Listen to me. Naomi carried his family and went to the land of Ua from Bethlehem, Judah, because of suggested presence. They left confirmed presence just because of little challenges and went to a land of Moab, thinking it's a very wonderful place. Listen to me. At the end of the day, she lost her husband. She lost her two children because of suggested presence of men. You can't be in confirmed presence of God and loses anything. Why? Relocation outside the confirmed presence of God ends in dislocation in the suggested presence of men. Naomi lost everything because she listened to man, because of little challenges. Listen to me. America, if God is not in America for you, if you go there, you will suffer. If God is not Canada, because I hear people saying, oh, America is a bomb now. Canada is a bomb now. If you go there now, your life will be set to. Who told you your life will be set to? 
The life that God did not settle, you cannot settle it. And the life God settled, you cannot unsettle it. Why? Because your success is not a situation. Neither it is a location. It is a con- it is connected to confirm presence of God. Let me say it again. Your success is not a situation. Neither is it a, a location. Where you are, if God is there with you, you will succeed. Where you are, if God confirm presence with you, you will make it. But it is connected to confirm presence of God. Do not over pursue people. Pursue after God. Matthew 6, 63. The Bible says, Seek if first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Matthew 19 26, the Bible says, With man it can be impossible, but with God all things, but with God all things, but with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. I like that scripture. With God all things are possible. Listen to me. You don't have to pursue any man. Don't forget that God will still carry out his divine agenda in your life by using a man. Confirm presence. Will still use a suggestive presence of man to carry out the agenda of God in your life. So don't pursue man. Don't make man your, 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 your attention. Make God your attention. And can tell you when you make God your attention, God will command men to pay attention to you. When you make God your attention, God will command men to pay attention to you. David never pursued any man. David was at the backside of the desert. He was doing his own things. He was just doing his own thing. He was not concerned about what men are doing. He was not concerned about what the Father is doing. But there was a day, in the Bible says, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1, the Lord said to Samuel, he said, Samuel, don't mourn over Saul again. I have rejected him. I have rejected him. I don't have any business with him again. I don't have any business with him again. Go to the house of Jezebel. Take a, a anointing oil in your hand. Go to the house and you will see a boy that I have already anointed. I have already chosen. He's my chosen person. He's a man after my own heart. Go there and anoint this boy. Go there and anoint him and let him become the king over Israel. And as he took the oil, as he was coming, the people of the land were afraid of Saul, of somewhere. And said, somewhere, I hope all is well. Because in those days, when a prophet, prophet don't just go places anywhere. When they go to a place, people are afraid. Not today that prophet go everywhere and nobody's even see whether prophet is in town or not. But it's, have you come to all peaceably? Say, yes, I have come to you peaceably. I am going to the house of Jesse. I have an assignment to carry out there. And as he went to the house of Jesse, Jesse began, began to parade all his children. He began to parade suggested presence. <laughs> he began to parade them. Even the man of God was, was almost being deceived. Why? Because suggested presence sometimes may look like a confirmed presence, but it's not the same way. It can be sound alike, but does not look alike. Hallelujah. And it came to pass in verse 6 of that chapter 16. When they were come after he looked on Eliab and said, Surely, no, 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 don't say surely when the Lord has not said surely. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say surely when God has not confirmed it. If we're talking about confirmed presence, God has not confirmed it. Don't say surely. Because they, sometimes we miss it as a pastor's. We miss it as a prophet, as a, 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 a leader in church, even in organization. Because we look at the person, we saw that they are always big. Because they know that Saul is a big and a gigantic, and, and, and a gigantic, uh, and a giant uh, 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 king. So Eliab also looked like him. He may look like him, but he's not the one. 
The Bible says, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. No, it's not before him. And But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance. Because when you look at his countenance, you'll be deceived. Or on the height of his stature. Because I have refused him. I didn't reject him because I've never used him before. But I refuse him. I have received him. But the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man look on the outward appearance. But Lord, look on the heart. He looked at the heart. Just say, paraded Abinadab. He paraded uh, 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 Shammah. He began to parade all of them. So he parade all the seven sons of Jesse. And none of them were picked. They were all refused by God. And Samuel has them. Jesse, I'm sorry, sir. Is there all you have? Or is there someone you... He said, wait, 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 there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. I, I went to play a match somewhere. Mother is a prostitute and I don't, I don't have any business with him. He's very rude, very stubborn boy. He's always at the bush, at the bad side of the... It's not even desert, it's at the bad side of the desert. So he's there, he's there. I don't, need, I don't have any business. But why can't you pick one of these ones? He said, no, 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 God has refused them. Okay. And somewhere meant business. I said unto Jesse, are there all these children? And he said, there's remaining yet the youngest. And behold, he kept the sheep. And Samuel said, that is not the question I'm asking you. Unto Jesus, send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come to die. <laughs> Listen to me, in your family, or around you, they have already looked down on you. Listen, very soon they'll begin to look up to you. In the name of Jesus. And he sent and brought him. And now he was woody and without of a beauty, of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. This is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. Listen to me. That anointing that will change your life in the midst of your brethren, that anointing that will turn around your destiny in the midst of your brethren, is coming upon you today. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from the day forward. For Samuel rose up and went away. Listen to me. Something happened. Immediately the anointing came upon David in verse 15. And in verse 14, but the spirit of the Lord departed. Before that anointing came over David, the spirit of the Lord was still on Saul. On Saul. But immediately that oil touches David, the spirit of the Lord left Saul immediately and he became empty. He, he became a suggested presence of man. And David contacted the presence of God. But I love what David did. David, David, David tested that confirmed presence on Goliath. <laughs> Listen to me, when you are confirmed, go and test it. <laughs> Once you know you are confirmed, go and test it. Don't, don't keep it to yourself. It's not for you alone. Go and keep, test it. And in chapter 17, something remarkable happened. I am enjoying this teaching. Something happened in, verse, in chapter 17 that God, that saw, came in contact with Goliath, a Philistine, a huge man. The Bible described the way he looks like. And he said to him, Go, 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 Nobody could be able to stand against him. Why? Because they saw that every one of them was following. If you read from verse 13, you see that Elia, Shammah, Abinadad, they are all following a man that has become a suggested presence. There's nothing confirmed on him again. So therefore, he has spear, he has javelin, he has everything in his hand, but they are useless to him. They are useless to him. So he came out for 40 days, Goliath, and began to speak. Who can fight me? Let anyone that can fight me come around. And all of them, they could not do anything. But ahead of time, Saul have said, anyone that can fight this man, I will give you up for my kingdom. Even my daughter, 
Micah, I will give such a person that my daughter, very beautiful lady. And this was the time when Jesse told, told, told David, he said, David, I know you are very useless. You, you don't have any good thing around you. Go, go and give your brother. They are in battle. They are busy. Go and give them. They are busy doing nothing. <laughs> they are busy doing nothing. Go and give them food. Let them eat. And when they got there, he saw the battlefield. He knew that this is right for him. He knew what he carried. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I carry something on the inside of me. And he knew what he carried. And he began to ask the people, what did the king say that will happen to the one that killed Goliath? He said he will give her for the kingdom and will give his daughter. He said, that one, ah, today I'm going to kill him. <laughs> today I'm going to kill him. Nothing will stop me from killing him. With this confirmed presence, I will kill him. And his brother Eliab looked at him and said to him, he said, David, who do you leave all those small sheep for? You think he's your mate that is here? He said, brother, is there not a cause? I, I can't have my feeling. Can't I talk? Can't I express myself again? I beg, brother, what did the king say again? He began to go from one people to another. He want to confirm. He want to reaffirm. He want to be sure that what the king said, he would do it. And he went to the battlefield. And he told the king, so, so I will fight this man. Not that I will fight him. I will kill him. <laughs> I will kill him. <laughs> I will kill him. I will kill this man for you. I mean it, I'm going to kill this man. And he said, no, you are too small. You are too small. Paul told Timothy, don't let anyone despise your youth. You are but a youth. You are too small to undo this matter. He said, forget about it. I am going to take this task. I know what is on me. Greater is he on me than he is and is in the world. And look at what he did. So I said, no, you are not able to fight this man. You can't do it. Even we, as I hear, we can't fight this man. We are, we are afraid of him. He said, don't worry, I will deal with him. I will handle him. And look at what happened. Verse and David left his carriage on the hand of the keeper. And he began to, he, he went, look at, look at, let me, let me, let me just jump. In verse 29, and David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Let me jump again. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he is a man of war from his youth. If he is a man of war from his youth, why can't I also start beating him for my youth? <laughs> if he is a man of war from his youth, what stop me from also beating him for my youth too? Why can't I start beating him for my youth? If he has been fighting from his youth, me too, I want to start fighting for my youth. Look at what he said. In verse, 30, in, verse, in, verse, in verse 38, and Saul said, no problem, the Lord go with you. If that's what you want to do, David said, the Lord that deliver me. Look at what he said. And look at what he said. Let me go, let me go a bit. And, and David said unto Saul, okay, and Saul said unto David, thou art not able and David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. I have a testimony. The Bible says, We are the testimony. We are the devil by the word of the lamb and the words of our testimony. And this is the victory that overcome the devil, even our faith. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered him out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his bed and smote him and slew him. Thy servants slew both lion and the bear, and this all circumcised Philistine shall be as one of them. See, he defied the army of Israel. And look at what he said in verse 37. David said, Moreover, the Lord had delivered me out of the paw of lion and out of the paw of bear. He would deliver me out of the ends of this Philistine. And Saul said unto him, Go 
the Lord will be with you. And Saul harmed David with suggested presence. And he, he, he put an helmet of brass that is not working for him upon his head. And also harmed him with a coat of, of a coat, a coat of mail that is not working for him. Can you imagine? And David guarded his sword upon his armor. And he had said go, for they had not prove it and David said unto Saul I cannot go with this it is suggested presence I am going with a confirmed presence for I have not proven them and David put them off he said no I have can't I can't go with this in verse 40 and he took his staff in his hand and chose his five small 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 stone out of the brook and put them into his shepherd's bag and he had even in the scripts and his thing was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine and the Philistine came to him on him and drew near unto him and the man and bear and shed and she went before him and when the Philistine looked about and saw David he disdained him for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog? He said, Yes. Now I finish you by saying that. I kill lion, I kill bear. Dog is even too small for me. I will kill you because now you have called yourself a dog. I will kill you like dog. I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to use any other method to kill you. I will use a stone to kill you. It takes a stone to kill a dog. I will kill you because you are a dog. That thou cometh to me with, with staff. And, 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 and the Philistine cursed David by his God. And that angered David. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, Thou cometh to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of army of Israel, whom thou art defy this day with the Lord deliver thee into my hands. I will smite thee and take thy head from thee. I will give thee carcasses of the host of the Philistine with this day unto the fowls of the air and to the to the white beasts of the head that the, all the earth may know that there is God. There is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saved not with sword and spear for the battle is of the Lord. Stop fighting battle that is not yours. And he will give you into my hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and came and drew near to meet David. And David extended and ran towards the army up to, to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his back and took thence a stone and slung it and smoothed the Philistine in his forehead. That the stone sunk into his forehead like a dog. He fell upon his face on the head. So David prevail over the Philistine with his sling and with his stone and smooth the Philistine and slew him and, but there was no sword <laughs> I love it, there was no sword in the hand of David therefore David ran and stood upon the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of the sheet thereof and slew him and cut off his head thereof therewith. and when the Philistine saw the captain was dead, they fled listen to me, if any police come to the scene they will never take, they will never sue David for murder. Never. They will never take him, they will never charge him to court because he killed without no sword in his hand. Listen to me. No appeal. Discharge, acquainted. No appeal. He will go scoffing. Why? Because there was no sword in his hand. He killed a whole champion, a whole champion of Philistine. He killed a suggested presence of man by the confirmed presence of God. Why? Because you can win battles without fighting. Time will come for you to learn that the battles is of God. 
It's of the Lord, not your own. The reason why many Christians have wounded today and bruises is because they fight too much and they fight battle that is not theirs. You can win without fighting and you can win before you fight. Hallelujah. You can win before you fight. The confirmed presence guarantee God's peace himself. I love this scripture. Don't fight battles that is not yours. Stop fighting battles that is not yours. David won the battle because he understood that the battle is of the Lord. There's a song the whistle sing. Who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? Who can battle with the Lord? I say nobody. I discover that God himself can guarantee you victory and peace on all sides. Listen to me. Let me drop this to you. The more I try from running from the devil, the more he's closer to me. But when I realize that I'm not supposed to run from him, but to resist him, I have confidence to beat the devil every day, every second of my life. The more I beat the devil, the more I have more war to fight. So I beat him every day until I come across this scripture which I'm about to read. And finally, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 1 to 4 and verse 16. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may, may, have, may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have no faith, but the Lord is faithful who shall establish you and keep you from evil. The Lord will keep you from evil. It's better for God to keep you from evil than for you to be healed from sickness. Listen to me. Sickness is evil. Poverty is evil. Causes are evil. Stagnation is evil. Frustration is evil. Lord, deliver me from evil. And we have confidence in the Lord touching you that you both do and will do the things which we commanded you. Listen to me. I believe that that it's better for me to be delivered from evil. In Psalm, in Psalm, in Psalm 107 verse 20, the Bible says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. God is delivering you right now from destruction in the name of Jesus. Keep away from anxiety. Stop, stop, stop fighting battle that is not yours. Don't be anxious because anxiety is a sign that God is not with you. It's a sign that God is not with you. If you are anxious, you are saying that you are in church, but not in Christ. Listen to me. If you are in Christ, the first sign that will be obvious to anyone is the peace of God. In verse 16 of that second there. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by hopeless. The Lord be with you all. When I came across that scripture in verse 3, that the Lord is faithful, I rest my case. I neither know that I cannot improve on what Christ has done. Whatever Jesus cannot do, you cannot improve on it. Whatever Jesus cannot do, you cannot help him to do it. Whatever the Lord cannot do for you, no man can do it for you. If you are anxious, you are saying that Christ is not on your side. Christ in me, the hope of glory. I stand on the finished work of Christ. Because by grace, I am healed through faith. Because God said he would deliver me from all destruction. 
I come to you today with the power of the Lord. Like when David came to Goliath. He came in the power of the Lord. You came with me with Javelin. But I came in the name of the Lord. I came in the name of the Lord to someone it this morning. That for today, peace by God himself is released in your, in your life. The Bible says, my peace have I given unto you not as the word give it. Not as the word give it. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. Peace by myself. Peace always by all means. I will give you peace by all means. I prophesy to someone today as I close. God will turn your scar to star. God will turn your mess to message in the name of Jesus. God will turn your misfortune to favor in the name of Jesus. God will turn your, 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 your pause into progress in the name of Jesus. God will turn your money, your breakdown into money, into breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Into new dawn in the name of Jesus. God will turn your sadness into soundness. You'll be sound on our side in the name of Jesus. Maybe you are sick in your body right now. I command soundness. Maybe your job is not going well. I command soundness. In the name of Jesus, you are blessed and highly favored. You will never be defeated. Say it again. I shall never, 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 never be defeated again. In the name of Jesus. Say it again. I shall never, 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 never be defeated again. I stand on the finished work of Christ. Victory is my is mine. We overcame by the name of the Lord. Don't ever try to improve on what Christ has done. You can't improve on it. Whatever he cannot do for you, no man can do it for you. Stay in the confined, in the confined of confirmed presence of God. And let me tell you, your life will experience peace. God bless you. I am still your host, remember you are at your Stay blessed. Share this message. Listen to it and share it to all your families. Until I come here with a part three, press in this presence. You are blessed. Have a wonderful weekend.